This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Wednesday, July 6th, I wish a happy birthday to my dear old dad and a happy Wednesday to our Brewers reporter, Adam McKelvey, who joins us today and uh, every week, of course. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for the time. The uh, the final podcast before the All-Star break, hard to believe that is coming up so quick. And Adam, let's kind of break things down. Uh, last night, meeting Tuesday, Zach Davies, a very uh, solid start against Washington. And now the news comes today that he was actually optioned to Triple-A. Now, for fans that see this at first glance, they're thinking, wait a minute, he's been our best starter, our most consistent starter uh, pretty much all season. He's optioned to Triple-A, but uh, kind of break that down and just tell us why this is this is not by by any means a demotion and more of a strategic move by the team. Wait, you think people got overreacted uh, on Twitter? That sounds so unlikely. I, I know. I'm as shocked as you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a paper. I mean, you can't do paper moves. Uh, at this level, but it's basically a paper move. It's Davies wasn't going to start again uh, before the break. The Brewers have been playing with a short bench, as Craig Council noted, for basically two months. They've been playing with an extra bullpen arm. So this was an opportunity to send Davies down, not interrupt his normal schedule at all, except for the fact he's going to have to fly, actually fly to Colorado Springs, which is inconvenient, but uh, not a total killer. And they bring up Andy Wilkins, a left-handed bat. Uh, he was a waiver claim last winter. Uh, he's been playing first base and right field at AAA. And he gives them kind of that extra lefty bat. When they've been playing, uh, when they've had a lot of lefties in their lineups, they have been completely without left-handed hitters on the bench. So he kind of balances things out for a little bit. So, yeah, it's inconvenient for Davies, who will have to travel. Uh, but for these final, it's four games before the break, and then the first two games after the break, they'll have this extra bat, and Craig Council just has kind of an extra weapon at his disposal. Davies loses a little bit of service time. He wasn't jumping up and down about it. But again, teams do this, um, and um, you know he'll be back and, and starting that third game out of the break and back in the rotation. And you're right, he's been, if you go back over his last month plus, two months, he's been one of their more reliable guys, and, and he pitched a, a really nice game here in Washington. And the Brewers have played the Nationals very tough. Um, they've won uh, four of the first five. They've been really close, entertaining games. Jeremy Jeffress is getting a bunch of saves in these games. It's, it's been the pitching, really, that's fueled these victories against uh, a first-place team, and, and Davies has been part of that. So hopefully the, the fans that overreacted on Twitter can calm down a little bit. I know it's asking a lot with social media these days, but you provided the explanation of why Zach Davies is in AAA currently, simply a paper move. He'll be back. And, uh, Adam, tell us about Andy Wilkins uh, a little bit. I know that I think this was a guy that was not really on the radar, maybe even as early as spring training, but he's kind of emerged in the first half of the season, and uh, he's kind of really earned this call-up, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he's he's played well, and he's had a, a couple of solid months. June was his best month, an on base of 375 or so. You know, he's playing a great offensive park, and he's a good hitter. He's hit. Uh, he's had a 30 homer season at the AAA level for the White Sox in, in 2014. Got a little call up to Chicago. He hasn't stuck in the major leagues, but he's been kind of right on the cusp. And when the Brewers picked him up, the first base is in is a position that's been in flux really since Prince Fielder left after 2011. And I think anytime they pick up a first baseman who has any experience at all, you sort of take note because it's a you just don't know what's going to happen there. Chris Carter though has grabbed that spot. He's become the everyday guy. Um, 20 homers before the break. He's I think the 12th different player to do that in Brewers history. Uh, so Wilkins has been down there, kind of biding his time at AAA. So this is a good little audition. We don't even know if he's going to get a start here. Craig Council wouldn't say. Um, you know, he might just kind of be a bench, you, you, but, but you don't know when you have an opportunity to come in and win a game. So I think it's an opportunity for him to open some eyes with the way he works. Um, but again, the, the best case scenario here is that this is a short stay and come the, the Sunday after the break, he'll be headed back to AAA. And speaking of that uh, all-star break, uh, two players that could could uh, both be in San Diego for the all-star game, uh, one for sure in uh, Jonathan Lucroy, and uh, one perhaps, uh, depending on the final vote, in uh, Ryan Braun. Uh, Lucroy voted in by, uh, or not voted in, but selected by manager uh, Terry Collins. And let's start there with uh, Lucroy. I think it speaks volumes that, you know what, when you think of National League catchers for so long, the cream of the crop, at least in the eyes of the fans, has been Yadier Molina and Buster Posey. Uh, Posey voted in as the starter from the Giants, but I think for for Lucroy to to gain this uh, selection by the manager Terry Collins over a guy like Molina, who has had some health issues this year, I think that says a lot considering Molina's pedigree and how respected he is uh, without you know within the game and throughout baseball. But to have a uh, Lucroy again be the pick of Terry Collins has got to uh, mean something to him. I, I would think. It does, and I'll tell you the other thing that means something is you think about Lucroy's last season. He was so good in 2014. He started the All-Star game in Minneapolis that year. He finished fourth in the MVP balloting. He really was in the discussion of the elite players at that position. Um, then last season was a total dud. It started with a slump coming out of camp. Then he broke a toe and a foul tip and was out for an extended period of time. Then he had a concussion late in the season and was limited again, and it was just basically a nightmare of a season. And he performed well enough in the second half that it didn't look horrible on paper, but it certainly was a, a, a fall-off from the year before. And what he's done is played himself now back to that 2014 level. And you, you basically, you look at any statistic, and Jonathan Lucroy has been the second-best catcher in the National League to Wilson Ramos, not, not Posey or Molina. Ramos has this thing kind of running away this year in terms of his offensive contributions. But uh, Lucroy has been right there. Uh, he's back to you know, uh, being in the discussion, at least of the elite catchers in this game. It's why his name is popular in the rumor mill this year. Uh, and, you know, interestingly, he was vocal in January about not really wanting to be part of a rebuild. We talked about this a lot early in the season, Matt. Um, and it hasn't come up since then. He's kind of put that aside. I think he learned some lessons there about what you can and cannot control as a player and the benefits versus the risk of speaking out about, you know, your opinion of your team's big picture. Uh, he sort of shut that down now, and he's been trying – he says focused on just trying to have fun. Uh, sounds simple. Sounds overly simple, I think. But for a player 
going through, uh, you know, the middle years of his career, I think it was a lesson for him. And I think he's taken some positives from it. And obviously his performance says that he's succeeding. Yeah, it's been a resurgent uh, 2016 campaign for Luke Croy, as you just uh, broke down, coming off a real difficult 2015. And great to see him as a manager selection for the NL team. Uh, one of three catchers, as you mentioned, with uh, Ramos and uh, Buster Posey from the Giants. And uh, Adam S. for Ryan Braun. He is a, a six-time former All-Star, uh, most recently, recently selected in uh, 2015. Now, when you go strictly upon upon merit and you you take the fan equation, you know, take the fan vote out of the equation, you look at the competition, you know, Brandon Belt, Jake Lamb, Starling Marte, Trevor Story, all enjoying fantastic 2016 campaigns, as is Braun. Against that field, how do you like his chances? I don't, I don't know. I mean, look, there's, is Ryan Braun the most popular player on the game? I, I I think we're lying if we say he is. Is that going to affect this balloting? I, I don't know. I mean, the Brewers have been good at getting out the vote in Wisconsin, which you think wouldn't sound like much, but look at the history of the final vote. They got Jeff Jenkins to the All-Star game that way. They got Corey Hart to the All-Star game that way. They didn't get Chris Cap- Capuano, but he ended up making the team in 2006 as an injury replacement. But they've done a really good job for whatever reason at getting the fans motivated to make those clicks. And that's what the, the wheels are in motion to try to do again for Ryan Braun. Uh, he, he's pretty quiet about it. I asked him, you know, whether he was going to be out campaigning. And, and he's not. I mean, he's a six-time All-Star. He's a veteran. He's kind of been there, done that. It would be a little awkward maybe for him to be out there vocally making his own case where some of the younger players who are up for it, Jake Lamb is fired up, as he should be. Um, and, and I think some of the other guys are, are fired up to, to do this if it's their first opportunity. Um, and teammates are fired up, say, for Starling Marte, who, who really wants to go to the game. Um, I, I don't know that it's the same buzz for Ryan Braun just because of his uh, specifics of his situation. But, uh, you know, it is a huge honor to be even on the list. He talked about being part of that group. I mean, all five of those guys could go. They all have a great case to be all-star players. And I don't think that's lost on Ryan Braun. Uh, it, you can say a lot of things about him. But one thing is that these honors are not lost on him. And the moment, the big moments are not lost on him. And we saw that last year when he got picked uh, to go to the All-Star game late. I think it was the Sunday before the All-Star game he learned that he was going to go to Cincinnati. And it was legitimately meaningful for him, even though it was his sixth time. He had come through the suspension he had played himself back into being a productive player. And uh, to go get in that clubhouse and look around at the best players in the game, I think he, he still does appreciate that opportunity. So it would be meaningful meaningful for him to go. It's hard to see it happening, but, but maybe the Milwaukee fans will surprise everybody by you know pressing that mouse a bunch of times. Yeah, and a great history lesson regarding Corey Hart and uh, Jeff Jenkins in previous years that, uh, you know, Brewers fans uh, have bonded together. They've proven so in the past to get their guys in the All-Star game. But uh, you brought up a good point that I don't want to say that, you know, social media is beneath some guys. I You know, I don't want to go there. But being who Ryan Braun is and the pedigree that he does have as a former six-time All-Star, I would think that the younger guys like the Trevor Stories and the Jake Lambs who have never been there – they'd be more apt to, you know, get out there and do something zany on, you know, Twitter or Facebook. I don't see Ryan Braun quite doing that, 
But we'll see. You know, we'll see what the fans do, how they respond. It's going to be a very interesting final vote, and we'll have the answers on Friday to see if Braun is a seven-time All-Star. Uh, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, great to see Will Middlebrooks uh, back in the big leagues on Tuesday. He was uh, called up by Milwaukee, and for those not familiar with Middlebrook's story, at, at one time he was projected to be the third baseman of the future for the Red Sox. They thought he would hold that down for a decade. Uh, that got Kevin Euclid shipped out of town. Didn't work out for Middlebrooks. He suffered a severe wrist injury, lost a lot of speed and velocity on his swing. Uh, was stuck in the minors for a long time, a pit stop with a San Diego between the Red Sox and the Brewers. But it's clear that the Brewers see something in him and have seen something in him for a long time. He's back to full health, and this could really be a steal for this team if Middlebrooks can get back to his 2012 production. Matt, I get the sense you've watched a lot of Red Sox games within the last What would give uh, you that impression, Adam? I don't know what, how well you would say that. Yeah. Well, here, here's, I think, the deal with Middlebrooks. As you mentioned, that wrist injury, he, he broke his wrist on a hit-by-pitch. And, you know, he was a guy who came up, and it was, it was bat speed, uh, tremendous bat speed. It made him a great player, a great hitter. Uh, the, that changed with the wrist injury and the passage of time coming back from that. And what he talked about the other day is that for a really long time, he fought the idea that he had to make changes to adjust for that because, like many players, you do something well for a long time and it gets you to a certain point, it's hard to change. Uh, Ricky Weeks comes to my mind as a guy in Milwaukee that went through this, where he had some hand and wrist injuries, but he, he was very stubborn about making changes because he'd had a ton of success and he got to this point because he had been doing it a certain way. And, and I was really reminded of Ricky Weeks as Middlebrooks was talking about this uh, the other day, but this year, he came to a realization that the, what he was doing was not working. He had uh, been traded away from Boston. He went to San Diego, did not have success in San Diego. And kind of it was, you know, either I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this or I'm not. It's kind of do or die in terms of his career. So he did make some changes. Uh, Rick Sweet is the AAA manager for the Brewers. Bob Scooby is a hitting coach there. And Middlebrooks worked with those guys a lot on just some – mechanical things, I, nothing major. He still looks like the same guy, but just some changes to account for the fact that he doesn't have the fast twitch reflexes of a 21-year-old anymore. And at 27, he has kind of, you know, had a nice resurgence. And he's coming off a really strong month at AAA, a great place to hit in Colorado Springs, to be sure. But he feels like his swing is at a place now where he can have some success. So he had this assignment clause where – July 1st, the Brewers had to send a message to the other team saying, if you want this guy in your 25-man roster, he's yours. Somebody must have put in a claim. So the Brewers, uh, in turn, had to call him up to the big leagues because they didn't want to lose this asset. They want a little bit longer look at what he's got. So playing time is a question. They've got Aaron Hill playing well at third base. So if Middlebrooks can get in there, it's an opportunity for him to show that these adjustments, the stride he made at AAA, can continue in the big leagues. And 27 years old. He's not 37 years old. He's not done. He's not at the end of the line. You know, the Brewers hope they have something here, uh, and time will tell whether they do. Adam McAlvey, it's always a pleasure. We'll talk again soon. I guarantee that. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.